Welcome to the Pondering Theologian Podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. In today's episode, I want to talk about books that have been banned, or books that are being challenged and and people are attempting to ban them for their, their voice, their opinion, their thought, their perspective. For, for various reasons, there are constantly books being challenged and being banned. Last year was uh, an interesting and unfortunate year in the way that there were several, well, not just several, there were lots of books challenged and banned. Lots of school districts that removed books from their shelves. And this perspective of banning books and not allowing our children to read or consume these books or anyone to read or consume these books seem to have exploded. And already this year, we're we're not through January, and there's already many books that are being challenged and being or a call for them to be banned in different places. And I'm thinking just in the United States here. Um, But throughout the world, there is certainly a movement to ban books as well. And and there is something to be said about different types of media and what it is that it is showing. Because there are things that continue to breed hate or intolerance or that just take advantage of or abuse people. There there are things put out in some form of media that do very bad things. And so there is something to be said about questioning where their place is or if there is a place for them. That being said, this idea, this movement, this perspective that books ought to be banned, which is what we're going to focus on today, specifically books, is problematic. And I've been of the opinion for a while now that there is no book that ought to be banned. And we'll get into that a little bit in a moment, but more specifically why I feel that way. But I want to point out, firstly, that I, I've noticed the theme of books being banned and the call to ban books is backed very strongly by white evangelicals. It is, they are probably synonymous at this point with just this idea of banning books like Harry Potter, Things that talk about witchcraft. Uh, you know, there's this American idea that any book that challenges democracy is wrong and should be gotten rid of. Think of 
Marx is communist manifesto. Even today, all these years later, there are still people who refuse to read it and don't think that it ought be allowed anywhere because it challenges democracy. And that, that, that that's, that's just not something that I believe is, is right or correct. And if we think about it, the main thing that drives Christian or Judeocentric beliefs is the Bible. And the Bible is in the top 100 most banned books in the world. It, it is a controversial book, whether you believe that or not. It talks about rape, incest, uh, abuse, murder. It challenges monarchs and politics and organizations. It is a it is a controversial book. And in part it's because it is a variety of genres that do different things like lament and sing songs and praise and tear down ideologies. And that is something that most Christians, not all Christians, believe is a book that everyone ought to have read. Right? Christians believe that this is the right thing. This is the thing that guides a lot of our actions and beliefs and doctrines and theologies is all related to the Word of God. And when other people want to ban it, we think that that is wrong. However, there is groups like white evangelicals who are very big on wanting to ban books like Harry Potter or almost anything to do with the queer community. And people of the indigenous communities get a lot of pushback from these realms as well. In part, again, because white, uh, white American evangelicals have a problem with anything that makes the American dream, the American ID, uh, identity ideologies look wrong or bad or show exposes the dark sides of it. And in general, the idea of banning books, I believe, comes down to two different major camps of thought or uh, of just reality. And it's a spectrum, so there, there are other positions on the spectrum, but in general, the people that I have heard argue for why books ought to be banned fall into these two camps. Either they are intolerant of the people who are represented in the literature, in, in the, the work, uh, or the position of the person who wrote it. They are just intolerant. They do not want to have a conversation about it. They're just intolerant of all of it. And, you know, you can watch talk show hosts uh, in, in different camps of thought, right? Because all media is controlled in some part by an ideology. 
and the ideologies that want to ban books, those that try to interview people who are in that camp are not really open in their questions. They are attacking or they are coming about it in a way that is belittling to the other party. And that's, that's just not something that comes from a caring, loving, inclusive way about life. Even if you don't believe that that other person's opinion, position, research, whatever it may be, is correct, we are called to love everyone, because everyone is made in the image of God, and to be completely intolerant to even understanding who they are does not show kind, caring, loving demeanor. And so there's a problem with that. The other side of it is there are people who are uh, who, who want to ban books and they fall into the camp of they're too fragile in their own positions, beliefs, thoughts to experience anyone challenging them because it would start to crumble things for them or it would start to unravel the thread of the veil, whatever it might be. And this is in part why we have such strong uh, movements against evangelicism is because people have stepped back after their whole lives or decades or years of growing up or believing in this system that slowly is teaching intolerance or a theology that is not in line with the Bible or that is dominated by one particular ethnicity or political affiliation and people started to consume other things and ask questions and it unraveled their entire beliefs. And that is, is not a bad thing. If, if reading something causes you to challenge your own beliefs, that is a healthy process. And it allows you to grow deeper into your faith. Growing up, I w- was in uh, faith communities that uh, did not allow for any conversation around evolution or any of the works of, say, Richard Daw- Dawkins. And the the thing that was said was that they are this is of uh, atheism. This is completely wrong. We do not read or support anything of that. And it led me to believe that I could not read any of those things because they were just completely wrong and it was demonic and evil and it did not leave space for me to believe that there was goodness in those people who believe those things and it bred some sort of uh, hate or intolerance of those people. But it also just was of this position that if I was to read those things, that all of a sudden I could become tainted and I would lose my faith, my beliefs. That was just not the case when I finally started to read and understand those things better. It only strengthened my faith after I was able to step back and reevaluate and see where 
there might be more truth than what it was that I was taught or raised to believe. But this idea, right, that you cannot read these things, they ought be banned, they ought not be consumed because they are just wrong, it's coming from that fragile place, or an intolerant place, or both at simultaneously. And I, I feel that that is wrong. I feel often that conversations need to be had around whatever it is that you have a problem with. So there have been lots of new books around the queer identity, and there is just a over-the-top opposition to anyone reading them coming out of different belief systems within Christianity, and a lot of it is coming from, right, an improper theology, right, as believing that the Bible says, uh, says stuff that it doesn't about homosexuality, but even that conversation is not supported within groups of Christians, because having the conversation about 1947 when the word homosexuality first appeared in the Bible would shatter entire theologies and ideologies and belief systems. If you were to step back and go, I, you know, why was this word included? Why was it not in there for thousands of years prior? Why did it just appear then? What was, what was all of this? It changes the paradigm of your belief. And, and that's scary to some people to the point that they just want to ban that conversation entirely. Which again comes back now to is it intolerance or is it a fragile belief? Or is it both? And so I would invite for you, dear listener, to share your thoughts, your beliefs, your position on this. I am of the belief that there ought not be any banned books. That instead, whatever the question, or the thought, or the belief that has been presented, there ought to be a conversation about it. I ought to read it, understand someone else's position, and then sit back and evaluate my position in contrast to it or related to it, or whatever it may be, so that I can better understand that person, that community, but also myself. But what is your position? Uh, Down in the show notes is the contact for the podcast. You can reach out through email, social media, the website, lots of ways to get in contact. There's this new feature down there where you can leave a voice message uh, on Spotify, specifically, I believe. Well, you can leave a voice message for me to listen, and uh, hopefully we can have a conversation around it in the future. Whatever your position is, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to have a conversation with you, so please reach out. We are going to end the episode there for today. So, as always, I hope that you are doing well. Know that God loves you so very much, and there is nothing that you or anyone else can do about it. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, it's Nathaniel again. I wanted to clarify real quick. In 
this episode, I am not saying that there is no book that we should take caution or that you should approach with some suspicion. There are plenty of books that are released that should be considered with some suspicion or with some caution or you should read critically. I am not suggesting that any criticism or critique of a work is unwarranted. Those, those things have their place. There, there are authors like Joel Olstein that I don't believe hold a whole lot of water, uh, so to speak, in the opinions that they express. I will still read it, however, suspiciously, cautiously, and see what there is in it that is worth talking about. Or when someone who praises that work brings it up, I can then sit back and and share my opinion, my thoughts, and an educated perspective on that work. Or there's reasons why I don't particularly uh, you know, support communism, but reading the Communist Manifesto allows me to have a better conversation around Marx's ideas. Or talking about Augustine, one of the great church fathers, I can sit back and go, okay, I think Augustine missed the mark here, but I've read the work to be able to have that conversation rather than just completely say that Augustine was misguided and therefore I don't support any of the work that Augustine did or any number of individuals, right? I don't particularly favor Donald Trump, but I've read Donald Trump books to be able to sit back and have the conversation around it about whether I believe after reading it that I can have um, a favorable or unfavorable position on it. So I want to make that clarification. There, There is something to be said about having a critique or a caution about a work, but being confident enough in yourself to read them or to have those conversations is what I'm advocating for, not simply disregarding them and throwing them away immediately. So, thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.